Good evening, fellow denizens of the void. Christmas is upon us. Yes, yes, ho, ho, ho. This is a magical time of year, and as the most magically adept character in Keeg's Quest... Hey! Shut up, Breton. I'm speaking here. Anyway, as the most magically gifted character in Keeg's Quest, it fell upon me to share with you my own magical Christmas tale. As you no doubt suspect, this tale is entirely derivative, and we make no excuses for presenting it in this way. Be silent, and enjoy your Christmas cheer, or you shall be flayed. My tale begins... Now. The year was 4th era 199. The setting, Windhelm. Soros Uvula had heard rumors that the Dark Elves were being treated poorly by the Nords of Windhelm. And with a vengeful heart, he aimed to level his wrath against them in the name of his people. As the New Life Festival approached, the time grew nigh for him to lay a cosmic smackdown upon the unsuspecting populace. Using his seemingly limitless resources, he rented an extravagant estate from which to bring his dastardly plans to fruition. Two tails, my Flynn. Yes, master. Right away, master. Uh, your Flynn, master. You perform your duties admirably, my humble servant. Ah, that's the stuff. Master, would it irritate you if I asked you a question? Oh, without doubt. But I shall indulge you nonetheless. What do you wish to know? Every day for a month, you have sat there for hours on end, doing nothing. Why do you do this? Why did we move here if you're just going to sit on the floor and think? Yes, to a mundane like yourself, it would appear as if I am simply thinking. Unlike some, I can think and chew gum at the same time. Here, in this place, I am meditating, gathering power and will. It's a sorcery thing you wouldn't understand. Yes, but why could you not meditate in your home in Whiterun? Why all the bother of moving to a new city? Let me answer that question with a question of my own. Do you not hate this place, Two Tails? With respect, Master, it is difficult to hate a place I have not seen. You have not allowed me to leave this mansion. With good reason, my humble servant, with good reason. My people are hated in this city, but nonetheless tolerated to an extent. This tolerance is not extended to your kind. Argonians, I'm afraid, face dual dangers here. Not only are you detested by the Nords, but my own people as well. Argonians are allowed to live peacefully outside the city gates, but... Not within. What do you mean, allowed to live peacefully? They are segregated. For their own safety, of course. The best way to defuse a volatile situation is to remove the most offensive component of that situation. I see. That is why the Dark Elves have been relocated to the Grey Quarter. 
The most offensive component, yes? No, of course not. They... I mean... Uh, we... That, that is to say, uh, it sucks, doesn't it? What are you talking about? It sucks when people avoid you because of what you are. I have dealt with this my whole life. And here, you finally know what that feels like. So I am wondering why you stay. Because if I leave, they win. Don't you see... I have money and power beyond imagining. I, a lowly dark elf, could buy and sell this entire hold as one could buy and sell a rusty dagger. And I shall prove to them once and for all that the refuse which they consign to their ghettos can indeed affect their lives in a very negative way. Which brings me to the point of this puerile conversation. You asked why I am meditating. Yes, master. Your little minority revolution seems to have run into a snag. Preparation, you senseless manservant. I am preparing to unleash the full extent of my defiance. Even now, the Nords of Windhelm are readying themselves to celebrate the new life festival. A happy time of gift-giving, family strife, and winter play. Colloquially known as Christmas, whatever that means. It is a time of togetherness and love, and it sickens me. But we always celebrated Christmas before. Last year you gave me that gold-plated chain. It sickens me that these Nords, for one day out of the year, will refuse to speak to my people as equals. Nor yours for that matter. I thought you, of all people would be as outraged as I on this matter. Well, yes, it sucks, as I mentioned. But what can you possibly do about it? My meditation regimen is an elaborate absorption spell. I am extending my will around this place in an ever-expanding radius, and I am leeching the very cold from the air and storing its power within me, like a magical capacitor, if you will. As a result, the weather outside is much like summer. Enjoy your wintertime fun now, idiots. <laughs> so, what? That's it? <laughs> uh, what's it? All of this. We move from a palace in Whiterun to a palace in Windhill. I personally pack this stagecoach with your possessions and then unpack it into this place, so you can yeah, sit on the floor and make it summertime. You underestimate me, sir. If you had one whit of magical knowledge, you would know that there is a static amount of energy in the world. If energy is taken from a place, it must be expended or transformed. But I cannot simply hold winter's fury within myself. <laughs> that would be stupid. So what, you're gonna make it snow in summertime just to screw with people? No, you fool. Once I have gathered enough power, I shall forge that power into an unstoppable machine of destruction. A frost atronach of heretofore unimaginable power. And it shall lay waste to the city of Windhelm. It will crush this city to rubble. 
and when its task is complete, it will dissipate, and only then will winter's snow fall lightly upon the annihilated ruin of this once great city. And then we shall both have our revenge. But during Christmas time? That's a little harsh, even for you. Bah! Humbug! The fools have it coming! Look, I don't need your permission, and I certainly am not seeking your approval. I am doing this in the name of my people and yours. If you can't see the blow that I am striking in the name of the downtrodden, all you're doing, master, is justifying how they feel about your people, and by extension mine, and the Khajiit. Next it will be the Bretons, for they have magical talent and would be a threat. Hell, mages across the province have already been segregated as well, up in uh, Winterhold. They do this because they fear you, and your solution is, what, more fear, more hate? This is precisely the time of year to set aside that crap. I am committed to this cause. And you forget yourself, servant. You have stirred me to action. I shall conjure the Atronarch now, and this city shall be undone. You will see. It is the only way. I... Think you're being hasty, master. Yes, well, you think a lot more than your pay grade allows. Witness my vengeance. I beg your indulgence, master, but we should talk about this. You are too late. It is done. And so, Soros poured all of his anger, indignation, and resentment into a glowing ball of pure will. Molden and held intact by his century of magical training and fused it with the raw elemental force of winter, which he had been stockpiling for 30 days and nights. He exerted his will upon this construct of raw power and it blossomed into an enormous walking wall of ice, where once there were just two dudes in a room, now there stood two dudes and a hulking frost atronach. Behold! Gods, what a monster. I know, right? <clears throat> I say, hear me, Atronach. I, Soros Uvula, elder of House Telvani, have summoned thee to wreak my vengeance upon this festering cesspool of humanity. I command you to go forth from this house. Raise the city to the ground. Tear the very stones from the palace of the kings and juggle them with those bludgeons you call hands. Uh, but I bid you leave this house intact, as I intend to redeem my security deposit. It's a, a rental, you see. I see you are a golem of few words. I can respect that. My humble servant here could learn a thing or two from your curt obedience. Oh, where are my manners? Atronach, this is Two Tails. Two Tails, please meet the Atronach. Say hello, Two Tails. Uh, hello. Right, well, my work here is done, and hard work it was. My, I do believe I'm going to turn in for the evening. Such a busy day of meditation and conjuration, after all. Uh, take a bath and get some rest, Two Tails. I have a feeling we will be moving on the morrow. 
Lots of packing to do and all that. Oh, and uh, do help the Atronach squeeze through the front door. Should have planned ahead for that. <sighs> distractions, distractions. Well, I guess it's just you and me, then. I suppose I should find a way to get you out of the house. Come on, follow me. This is a stupid idea, you know. Utterly insane. Two tails raided the alchemy supply closet and greased the front door with troll fat, allowing the Atronach into the bright and cheerful atmosphere of Windhelm proper. Once there, it started to ponder what it should destroy first. I mean, the city was just so big. So, rather than anger its master, it decided to sit down for a moment, gather its rudimentary thoughts, and determine a course of action which would culminate in the utter devastation of Windhelm. It had to be done right, of course. Merry Christmas, mister. You look lonely. Would you like to be my friend? My name is Susie. It's very nice to meet you. What's your name? You don't have a name, huh? Why don't you sit here next to me? Come on. There you go. I think I'll call you Frosty. Is that okay? It sure is hot this Christmas. Are you okay? You look kind of like you're melting. Did you ever see Frosty the Snowman? That ending totally sucked. Why did he have to melt? I'm not going to let the same thing happen to you, Frosty. Come on! My papa's the most smartest man in Skyrim. He'll know what to do! And so the little girl grabbed Frosty the Atronach by his gigantic icy spike hand and led him to her family home for her papa was the smartest and strongest man in all of Skyrim. Totally a go-to guy if you ever befriend a massive Daedric construct bent on your town's destruction. Papa, Papa, I made a new friend! Come here, Frosty! Don't be shy! Hey, sweetie pie! I'm always happy to meet your holy f frozen ice creatures. Uh, Susie, honey, um, get inside so I can have a talk with your... whatever that is. This is my friend, Frosty. Your friend, huh? He's... Well, he's looking a little... drippy. It's very warm this Christmas. And I'm afraid Frosty's gonna melt just like in that movie. You gotta know what to do, Papa. Well, that's a tall order, kiddo. I'd help if I could, but I just don't have the conjuration chops. 
There's a new guy in town. He's supposed to be a high-level mage. He's a dark elf. Quiet. Keeps to himself. Because, you know, that can never go wrong. <sighs> Guess I could go talk to him. Maybe he knows the trick I've never heard of. Word around the water cooler is he's frost mage. Ice, sleet, snow, you name it. He's kind of the man in that area. I'll tell you what. I'll go over there and have a mage-to-mage convo, and we'll see what happens. Just keep him out of sight, or he's going to freak people out. Okay? Okay. Sebastian Sibilance, master of mysticism, puffed out his ripped chest and marched right over to Soros Uvula's house in an attempt to help his daughter's newfound friend. Little did he know that he was making a beeline for the lair of the very wizard who had summoned the beast. Yes, yes, what do you want? And I'm pleased to meet you too, fellow mage. I was wondering if I could ask you a small favor. Um, you know, in the name of the brotherhood all mages share and a f- stuff. A favor? I- is there a sign? Let me check. No, there is not a sign on my door that says mage for hire. Oh, there is, however, a sign that says no solicitors. Please observe it and be gone. Of all the... Hey! Open up! Oh, it's you again. It's been so long. Yeah, hey, I think we totally got off on the wrong foot. Uh, My name is Sebastian. Pleased to meet you. And I really need you to hear me out here. Um, I'll pay you whatever I can, but I need you to... You'll pay me? (laughs) Is this a joke? Um, no. It's just... Well, okay. My daughter... Look, I'm going to be as polite as is possible for me. I am not going to perform magic tricks at your child's birthday party. I am not interested. Deal with your own problems. I have packing to coordinate. Two tails! Have you loaded the boxes? Okie dokie. Always a pleasure to talk to a fellow... So, anyway, honey, he just wasn't willing to help your friend. I mean, maybe we could ship him off to Dawnstar or something. And it's nice and cold there, and there's fields where he could run and play, but... The Dark Elf's the dead end, sweetie. He's not gonna help, and he's kind of a little creepy. Even for a Dark Elf. I'm not scared of that mean old wizard! (laughs) That's your Nord half talking, sweetie. Well, go ahead and talk to him, I guess. You gotta do what you feel is right. Good luck! And and good luck to you, too, Snowflake. His name is Frosty, like the movie! Well, if that ain't a self-fulfilling prophecy, I don't know what is. Come on, Frosty! Let's go! Mr. Wizard, sir, are you home? When will you get it through your bald head that I'm not... Oh. 
Hello. Hi there. My name is Susie, and I need to talk to you. Look, happy birthday and all that, but I will not be great, Sithis. This is my friend Frosty. Frosty. I see. Frosty. How very unanticipated. Well, don't be scared. He won't hurt you. Yes, well, I think he won't hurt much of anything. Now will he? Did you ever see Frosty the Snowman? Did I? Well, no, of course not. Anyway, mister, this Christmas is very warm, and I'm afraid he's gonna melt. Well, yes, that's basic thermodynamic entropy at work. We need to team up and help Frosty before he melts away. My papa told me you can make snow with your magic. <laughs> make snow, you say? Snow? You think that is the extent of my power? So tell me, sir, won't you help my friend? Help your friend? Keep him from... Look at me, child. Take a long look. Note the blood-red eyes, ice-white hair, and skin the color of Vardenfell ash. Note also my exceedingly abrasive and dismissive attitude. Now, look upon your friend there. It is a tool designed for one purpose, destruction. That's all it can do. That's all it can ever do. And you treat it like a pal. Have you no fear of any of this? If this big guy doesn't scare me, you don't scare me. You're just another person just like me. Remarkable. I had no idea. Perhaps your generation will see things change in this place. Return to your home, child. We have no further need to speak. Please? No! And so, little Susie and her gargantuan playmate returned to her home as night fell. The evening was cool enough, she thought. She thought she and Frosty would at least be able to spend time together before the morning sun melted him once and for all. They hung out in her mother's workshed. The door was big enough for Frosty to enter. So they sat down, and she told Frosty about the bullies at school, and how fun it was to pick flowers with her dad. For Frosty's part, he sat and listened as intently as he could, and some small part of him felt lucky that he was the only one of his kind to ever have a human friend. It was that joy, not the fear of death, that sustained him through the night. At one point, Susie decided to give Frosty a glam makeover, just like her papa taught her. So she attached little pieces of coal in the shape of a smile to his icy face. Two more pieces, as eyes. And finally, the piece de resistance, a large carrot for a nose. When she got sleepy, Susie kissed him on the tip of his carrot nose and fell asleep on a conveniently placed pile of hay beside him. As Frosty caressed her cheek, he could not tell if the moisture there was from his melting body or her tears. Sometime later, 
just before the sun peeked over the Velothi Mountains, she was awakened by her father's strong hand on her shoulder. Hey, baby. Got a little Christmas miracle for you. Take a look. <gasps> look, Frosty, it's snowing outside. It was true. Freed of its binding by Soros Uvula, winter's splendor abounded, blanketing the city of Windhelm in fresh, powdery snow. Just in time for Christmas. Quickly, Susie looked over at her friend Frosty, whose icy body had never looked more solid. He reached out to her with his icy bludgeoning hand, and they danced in the workshop for hours. That Dunbar wizard's heart grew three sizes. Merry Christmas, Frosty! Epilogue Hey. Hello. You made that thing, didn't you? What if I did? Nothing. Just wanted you to know that I know. I see. Was that a thinly veiled threat? No, it wasn't veiled at all. Don't screw with these people, Dunmer. They're good people. Stupid and backwards, sure. But good people. They value family. It's going to be real important in the years to come. You sound as if you know something I don't. I know a lot of things. I know that someone with your talents will be beneficial in the very near future. I know that you need to worry less about how people treat you and more about what they stand for. And what we all stand to lose if we can't just swallow all of the bull and work together. When it comes down to it, we're all just people. And one of these days, it's going to be us against whatever the world throws at us. Your words are noted. You want a beer? That would be a problem. I would be lynched if I entered a human bar, and if we went to the Grey Quarter, it's entirely possible you'd be eaten alive. No, we're going to Candlehearth Hall. It's a great place. It's about time you saw the inside. If anyone gives you any static, I'll beat him down for you. Really? You? <laughs> you'd be surprised, sweetie. Anyway, as far as friendships go, you gotta start somewhere. And the way I see it, no better way to start than good and drunk. What do you say? I say, I am Soros Uvula, and I am pleased to make your acquaintance. Friend. Sebastian Sibilance, right back at you. Let's go get hammered. Oh, yes, let's. Oh, and hey, Merry Christmas. Yes, it is about that time, isn't it? Holiday tidings to you as well. And to you, dear listener. Yes, you, fumbling with your MP3 player. Merry Christmas, Christmas from, from our house to yours. yours. You have been listening to Keeg's Quest, a Christmas tale by Rich Matheson. Featuring Isabella Conradi as Susie. Music selections were taken from the Skyrim original soundtrack by Jeremy Soule which is used here without permission, and freexmasmp3.com, which is used here with permission. I am growing as an artist, 
during this holiday season. This production is not affiliated with Bethesda Game Studios and no copyright infringement is intended. All of us here at the House of Keeg wish you and yours a very happy and safe holiday season, whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, or whatever. Be safe out there. And just in case I don't get to talk to you before the Mayan apocalypse on the 21st, it's been real nice knowing you all, and uh, I'll see you guys on the flip side. I, I, I couldn't help but just add a little bit of gloom to this otherwise festive occasion. So anyway, uh, the Keeg's Quest story will resume next month, next year, actually. And bold new adventures, yay. Anyway, guys, this is Rich Matheson. Have a good one.